0: business owner, there are two major components that play a really big part in the success of the business itself, our mindset and our core values. Ondina Gregory joins me today on the podcast to answer some really big questions around self-awareness, relationships, and courageous conversations. Ondina has been running businesses since the age of 21, so she knows firsthand what it's like to lead a team, be a mother, a wife, and a friend. Ondina started her business life in the skincare industry and within six years was running three skincare centers and managing 15 young employees. Then in 2012, Ondina was named the first female small business champion by the Council of Small Business Australia. In the same year, Ondina transitioned her career to become an executive coach, mentor and facilitator of change. Ondina has worked with a broad range of government and private sector clients at varying professional and personal stages of their careers and life. And she believes that confidence and awareness will emerge from clarity, persistence, and the courage to hold onto your dream. Ondina spends a lot of her time now coaching clients one on one, in person and via Zoom, and runs public workshops to bring together like minded professionals as part of her six month training programs, The Power of Self Mastery. And principles of leadership. In this episode, Andina shares her business journey spanning 30 years. And she also shares the importance of developing self-awareness and how that plays into other elements of our life, our relationships, and our business. And she also shares why value-led behaviors shape the integrity of the workplace and in our homes and how important it is that we are the keeper of the culture within those spaces. We also dig into relationships boundaries, and having courageous conversations. It's a big episode. It's full of so much goodness that I know you're going to enjoy. So let's jump into the episode. Hello, I'm Donna Han, a business coach and an online course creator. And this is the She's in Business podcast. You can think of me as your business bestie who's a few steps ahead of where you are right now. As a mum, fueled with ambition and determination, I've created and sold three businesses. I've learnt the lessons, made mistakes, and I understand the daily juggle and the hustle. I also know what it's like when relationships fray and burnout taps you on the shoulder. That was my world until I reshaped and transformed the way I ran my six-figure business. Today, I help women to transform their businesses and go from being the overwhelmed entrepreneur to becoming the thriving entrepreneur, feeling energized, empowered, and fulfilled within their business lifestyle. I want to inspire your business journey and help you to stop spinning your wheels because I want you to burn bright instead of burning out. And I'll invite other entrepreneurs to share their real life stories too, because I want you to know that you're not alone. You can be the savvy entrepreneur that you are born to be and enjoy the freedom to do the things and be present with the people that mean the most to you. So if you're ready to rise to the next level and build a business by design, this is the She's in Business podcast for mums who are made for more. So, welcome to the She's in Business podcast. I'm your host, Donna Han, and Ondina Gregory joins me as my guest today. So, welcome, Ondina. Thank you, Donna. It's lovely to be here. I'm really excited to bring you onto the podcast today because I love the work that you do around self mastery and mindset. And as a business owner, this is an area that continually throws stuff up for people and can sometimes have the potential to slow us down or stop us. So, I can't wait to dive into this with you today. And talk about the mindset as a business owner and dig into things like relationships and self-awareness and having courageous conversations. So buckle in ladies, as you're listening today, you are in for a value-packed podcast today. (laughs) But before we do that, Andina, I'd love you to introduce yourself. And as this is a podcast for women on the journey of business ownership, I'd be really thrilled if you could share your business journey with us as well. Sure. Sure. Well, hi, everyone. My name's Ondina. I've been in
1: business for many, many years, too many to kind of count, really, but over 30, so I've had a lot of experience in, in business. So I'm primarily a businesswoman, but I've worked in the skincare industry, I've worked in the fashion industry, and now I'm working as a coach in a transformational personal development area where I believe that who you are governs a lot. Of what you do and how you do it. So, that personal development, I've been a student of personal development since I was in my early 20s. So, that's a long time ago. But my journey started, I was a very young mum. I had my daughter when I was just 16. And so, I went into business more to survive. I started my first business at the age of 21. I knew I would never survive on a salary, on a wage to look after myself and to also look after my child. So I trained as a skincare therapist in Sydney and being always in a hurry to do things, I wanted my own business like right now. And my parents helped me buy an existing salon in Darwin of all places. And that was my beginning. And I really knew how to work hard and loved my clients, but had no idea how to run a business I learned very quickly that there was a lot more to running a business than just working hard. And so from Darwin, I moved to Canberra uh, in the ACT and I took a job running somebody else's salon and realised very quickly that I really had to work for myself again. And so I started my own salon again and that salon ended up being the beginning of having three locations and 17 staff. But interestingly enough, when I think back at that time, it wasn't planned. It just kind of grew organically. It's amazing. It was amazing. But I had a young child and I realised very quickly that I just could not be hands-on in my business all the time, manage everything and stay sane.
0: Yeah, because how old would would your daughter have been at that point when you had three locations in it?
1: She was about 12. Okay. And I was very lucky that she absolutely adored gymnastics. And she was after school, every day after school, she was at gymnastics, and all weekend she was at gymnastics. So I was very lucky that she was a very busy little human. And I only had one child. So at that time. And what became very clear to me after going to a conference for the skincare industry was that I needed to manage. I needed to manage it and I actually got my first coach back then. Six years in, in Canberra, I actually got a coach and that coach said to me right from the beginning, start managing your business or somebody else will. And I'm, I was like, my clients won't go to anybody else. They will only come to me, you know. And his reply to that was, put your ego in your pocket and start managing your business. And so I did. And it was worse than a divorce, though. Your clients were upset. The staff were upset because the clients were unhappy and why can't she look after me? And people would say, well, if she can't look after me, I'm leaving. All that kind of thing. And it was really, really emotional. But when I found my feet, I realised that, I could actually teach my team to do my job better than I could. And that was the beginning of a really new phase for me. And I fell in love with business because business is business. No matter what you do, there is a formula for business. And I actually tripled my business in three years by taking my hands off my client.
0: Yes. It's a really big journey and a big realization when that happens. I did the same thing with my business as well. Same thing. I was teaching every class and I was doing everything in the admin side. And it's It's great advice that your coach gave you about putting your ego in your pocket. Because once you manage that, once you do the change management of that, And then you step back and your staff start doing your job better than you were doing. You're like, wow. And there are so many different ways to do the same kind of job as well. Like It's about being open to that too, isn't it? And then it's amazing to see how that growth happens, but also how you get that more healthy work-life blend in being available to your family more because you know that there's people who are driving, not necessarily driving your business for you, but in the operations of the business for you, yeah.
1: Yeah. Uh, you know, there are some businesses where you have to do both, especially if you're a solopreneur, you know, you're kind of the master of everything. But I know that, for instance, as a business owner and in your situation as well, you're thinking about stock and you're thinking about paperwork and you're thinking about all sorts of things, so you can't give... Your 100% attention to your client if you're in a service kind of business. And when you can't do that, your client feels it, but you feel it, you get stressed because you know that you're not giving it your best. And when you have that freedom to be able to train someone to do your job better than you, you actually have to get in touch with your ego as well because that's the hard part. It's that letting go of, you have to change your mindset quite quickly because they're happy with someone else now. And you're kind of like, well, what about me? But you really, I got a lot of pleasure in being able to train my team. The other thing that's really important when you do that kind of thing is, is your systems and your processes. And we actually developed with the help of my coach a system for absolutely everything. It was an absolute key turn operation.
0: Yeah. And you, I 100% agree with the systems for sure, because you then you can be hands off because you've got something there for your staff to follow. And the part that was interesting when you said about how you, much you enjoy training your staff, I think there's so much enjoyment that comes from empowering other people to do their job well and that's what i loved about stepping back from my business in being in the operations and doing everything to then stepping back and allowing other people to do that and empowering them and upskilling them and seeing their journey was really really lovely to see. What do you think about the mindset around a business owner being that one of the most difficult things that i know i've have experienced and i know that other women in business experience this as well is that The ebb and flow of being that there's no guarantee in business. There's that uncertainty and sometimes frustration, the fear of the unknown. Sometimes we're really out of our comfort zone. And then there's the opposite emotions of that there's excitement and hope and there's new beginnings. And I'll be transparent in sharing with everyone listening that recently I've been on that roller coaster 100%. And, you know, even though I've had a lot of experience in business as a business owner, Recently I sold a really successful business. It was my third business. I've decided that I would sell that and put all of my energy into being a business coach, but it's scary and it requires that, you know, you have to manage your mindset otherwise it becomes really slippery and especially if you don't have the support of a business coach or a group of women in business who are maybe a few steps ahead of you or that you can lean on. What is your advice around, you know, if you find yourself in a bit of a funk? And you're on that roller coaster when it comes to managing your mindset as a business owner. What advice would you give to people who are feeling that?
1: Well, I can identify with what you said because when I talk about my business in Canberra, I went from the skincare business to a fashion business. And I thought I knew, after being in the skincare industry for 20 years, I thought I knew everything there was to know about women. Well, I ripped that book up and started from scratch because. It's a totally different kind of mindset and thinking. And we all go through that. I went into the fashion industry thinking this is how I want women to dress and it was all about me and what I wanted to give to them. And I forgot to ask them what they wanted. And it was like a big kick in the butt for me. It's like, okay, pull back and start thinking about what is it that you want to create in this business? I think you have to, you know, the number one thing in any business is being really clear about what you want and being understanding what your values around that business and what you want to create. Without that, you, you don't have a GPS to be able to guide you, especially on those days where you kind of second guess yourself. When I talk to business women or business people, it's clarity around what your intention is. And then get your values in, in place and and then you make your decisions from there. But it's always about really realigning, realigning, realigning. What am I doing? What's my purpose? What What are the actions and behaviours around what I'm doing? When I first started in business, I was taught that if you do everything you possibly can for your client and your business, the money is a byproduct. So you don't think about the money so much, but just really getting your mindset around what am I trying to create? What is it that I'm trying to create here in this business? And when you get that little bit of doubt through your gut, you you kind of just have to go back and use that doubt as a bit of a resource. But what am I missing? What am I not doing? Why am I feeling like this? And Really asking those questions so that you are constantly realigning and getting clear about why you're doing what you're doing. And so when you're very much in line with what you want to create and your intention, then the fear kind of dissipates and you know what you have to do next. What is the next thing that I absolutely have to do today to move my business forward?
0: 100% agree. I think what you're saying there with being that it's value-led behaviours within your business when you're doing whatever it is that you do And really getting clear, as you said, about why you do what you do because it becomes your compass, really, doesn't it? When definitely think that if you're unclear about those things, you're always going to have ups and downs in business. That's guaranteed. But if you have got that clear compass in knowing the direction that you want to take your business and why you want to do that, and you know that it is absolutely entrenched in your value system, then it makes it so much easier to get back on track and keep pushing forwards.
1: Yes, and it's, and it's all also about your belief system, Donna. You know, we as human beings, and I say we, because we all do it, we tend to compare ourselves to other people. Be aware of the competition. Absolutely. But don't give them your brain space. Be clear about what it is that you want to do and when you have that purpose-driven business that you want to create, it will keep you on track. But we kind of let our egos get in the way and we compare ourselves to other people and and then we start getting a little bit jittery and, and that's why I always say when you've got that doubt or you get scared, it's just realign realign and use that doubt as a resource and think, well, what am I not doing? What am I thinking? I believe that business is teaching you something all the time.
0: Yeah, I, I agree with that. Yes. There's always a lesson, isn't there? Always, always. And I think to some of the hardest times is always the biggest lessons in there. If you just need to practice that self-awareness and, and open your eyes to it and be, I guess, accepting and surrender to it sometimes so that then you can see what the lesson is in it. Absolutely. And that's why I run the Self
1: Mastery Program is because the harder we work on ourselves, the more the world around us changes. Not because the world's changing, but we change the way we look at the world and the way we see things around us. And then we talked a little bit earlier, Donna, about our, our mindset and how we see things. I mean, we see things based on our own beliefs and on our, uh, our past experiences, the way we learned. But the more awareness you create around your beliefs and your values and understanding your emotions and where they where they come from, you don't react to the world. You keep it more, uh, I suppose, proactive sense rather than a reactive sense. You're not caught up in what's going on going on out there you you stay on your path you stay on, on what you're trying to do and not change things for the sake of changing things but really being centered and really clear about why you're changing what you're changing
0: so what is your advice around becoming more self-aware like have you got some things that you have found has worked really well in your life experience but also in the clients that you work with around building more self-awareness all the time yes i've been journaling for years But really just kind of checking. I I do a lot of
1: reading. Um, I do a lot of uh, listening to your podcast. We learn from other people. But I think the most important thing is to really check in, think about what you're thinking about, get clear about what you want and how you're going to get there. But it, it all comes back to what's important for you. What do you need? How do you align your values to what you need? And I think as you go through the day, to really check in on how you're feeling and what you're thinking about and what's creating that thinking. Because what happens to us is that when we start thinking about something, it creates a feeling, and that feeling creates your behavior. So if you start thinking about something sad, you're going to look sad. And if someone speaks to you or go and check out your social media or whatever, you're going to be sad because things aren't going the way or as quickly as you want them to go. So it all starts with your thoughts. So the way you think creates how you feel and that creates the behaviour. The behaviour creates an experience and that experience creates emotions. Then you think about those emotions. So it's like a big wheel and it keeps going round and round and round. It's about stopping and going... Where did I learn to do that? Why do I do that? What's created this thinking? Because we have this voice in our head that continuously goes. So that voice is always, it's like you're having a conversation with yourself.
0: Yeah, I do that all the time. My kid's like, who are you talking to, mum? I'm like, oh, just myself. <laughs> yeah, but you have to kind of spend some time working out who's that
1: voice is. It's either your mum or your dad or your teacher or somebody. Because every single behaviour we have and every belief that we have started with a thought and we were taught. We've learnt behaviours. I always talk about our personality is gifted to us by our parents and our teachers and we're born pure and then we get our first no, you can't do that. And that's where it starts. So, yeah, we have to be really careful with language.
0: And behaviors around
1: other people as well.
0: One of the most powerful things you can do for yourself and your business is to surround yourself with like minded women who will support you, inspire you, and celebrate with you when you reach your goals. I'm creating a community of savvy women in business, and I'd like to invite you to join my free Facebook group. In the group, I share free templates, I check in with the members of the group on a regular basis. And I jump in live every week for coffee and coaching. And that's where I share some extra business tips. I answer any burning business questions you might have and help to connect you with other members of the group. It's free to join and I'd love to see you there. Use the group search function in Facebook. Type in She's in Business with Donahan," and you'll be sure to find it. So talking about other people, our human experience is, like you said, built on relationships and we need to have connection and a sense of belonging. And I think it's really important for everybody, but especially mums in business, because in talking about relationships, the invisible load that we carry sometimes in juggling the relationships exists all around us. It's such a big responsibility because when I was thinking about planning for talking to you about this in particular, we're managing the relationships within our family, in our home, between siblings, if you've got kids, between yourself and your partner, between your kids and your partner. And then there's the extended family role that we have in being connectors and carers so often as the daughter and the sister and the auntie and the grandparent. And sometimes we become the glue in that family relationship so often. And then we're leaders in our business and we're managing relationships between our employees. And then we've got business partners and we've got business collaborations and then we've got relationships with our customers. So there's so much that goes on as women, but also as a female-led business owner as well, it just got me on this wavelength length of thinking. Like The list just kept growing in how important relationships are. How do you feel like the relationship that you have with yourself plays into those relationships that we have with other people? Because I've seen you talk a lot and in your um, social media feeds that I was looking at You talk a lot about the relationship that you have with yourself then sets the tone for every other relationship that you have, and then how the mindset that we have, that we can sit into can have a huge impact, not just on us, but into those relationships too. So I'd love for you to kind of dig into that with us a little bit today and explore that in a bit more detail. Donna, that is such a big subject. I'll try and sort of make it a little
1: bit brief. But yes, it all starts with the relationship. That you have with yourself your own self-esteem and that goes back to your values were you protected and loved when you were a child Were did you feel safe as a child what do you believe about yourself your self-esteem when clients come to me too they so many people say i want to build my confidence but we need to build our confidence in a particular area we have a lot of confidence in lots of different areas but when it comes to building confidence in a particular area, it's understanding that the only reason you don't have confidence in that area is because you haven't learned how to do that yet. But when it comes to relationship with yourself, it is around your beliefs and it is around your values. So if you don't like yourself, you're not going to believe that you can be liked by other people as well. And so I believe that with relationships, relationships are built on trust. They're built on on being able to have the conversations. We're taught from a very young age as women that we are the providers, we're the nurturers, we do all this stuff. I learned from my Italian mother that I had to look after everybody. I had to look after my father and I had to look after my brothers and all that kind of thing. And so I grew up thinking that, I I could work for myself, but I had to make sure my home was in order and that I looked after my husband and I looked after my children. So, you know, you get a bit spent after a while. And as I've grown through life, and I wished I knew this when my daughter was young, is that we actually need to empower the people around us to help us and, and that you just spoke about boundaries and boundaries are really important, especially for women because we need to understand what's okay and what's not okay. And if we don't put boundaries around our energy, around everything that we do, we won't have the capacity to run a business. But we kind of can be martyrs a little bit because if we have that mindset of we're the only ones that can do that, then we leave ourselves wide open to getting totally exhausted and not building those trusting relationships that we need to So how would I kind of squeeze this into a couple of minutes is that it's to say, for instance, in your family, if you've got young children, that it takes a lot of patience because I remember in in my time, if my daughter didn't do something quick enough, I said, look, I'll do it. And so she stopped doing it and I kept doing it.
0: That's such an easy trap to fall into. Yeah, it's
1: an easy trap to fall into. But by gosh, they learn quickly. I'd say my okay, mum will do it. Yeah. yeah so, but that's the same thing in the workplace. If we don't trust somebody can do it as well as we can, we tend to do it ourselves or we don't take the time to teach other people, train other people, and, and show them how you want it done in your place. When I was in the skincare industry, the people that I employed would be fully qualified as skincare therapists, but they didn't do it the way I wanted them to do it. They would do it the way they were taught in school, in beauty school, and I had to completely retrain them because I wanted them to do it my way and, and empower them. I held on to my team for a lot longer than other people did because they knew they were learning. And A lot of my girls have got their own salons now and they're still working in them. But, yeah, so your relationship that you have with your team is really important. The relationship you have with your suppliers is really important. And so it's about I I talk about building relationships in this way and, and it's about building high trust. And the first T in trust is about transparency. Understand that you need to be transparent with your conversations. Don't tell people half the story. Because you leave yourself open to interpretation and assumption and people make up the other half of the story because they'll do it on their, based on their own beliefs and as experiences. So have transparency. Understand other people. If you want to be understood, understand other people as well. Share your successes. You know, build relationships. Sorry, I'm going through the acronym. I have to write it down because I tend to forget Trust is about transparency, building great relationships and that's putting time into people. You're not going to build a relationship by having a quick conversation on the run. You have to make time for people. Understanding others, understanding where your clients, your suppliers, what's going on in their world and then sharing successes. You know, we need to understand that the people around us in our home. What does it mean when we want someone to do something? Or you need to help me. How? What exactly is it that you want me to do? So you need to be really clear about what something means in a family situation, having the same meaning around a particular thing. The same in a business. I mean, if you've got business values, everyone has to understand the meaning of them and what are the actions, behaviours and beliefs around those values. How do we all do this together? You empower people to be successful and so you share your successes. And the same with uh, everyone who has a part to play in your organisation. I see a lot of uh, relationships break down when we assume that someone knows something and then They don't, we we don't know that they don't know and expectations don't meet and so disappointment happens. And so those relationships break down as well. Relationships are absolutely the most important things in any business. There are four areas of management in business and I learned this a long time ago. The first one is to look after your people. Your people are your business. So if you don't look after them and train them and nurture them, they're not going to nurture your clients and look after them. So then it's your clients, then it's your systems and processes, and then it's your financials. But if you do the first three, right, and you build your relationships and you build high trust in those three areas, then the financials are a no-brainer unless you get something like COVID coming along. But generally, it's about being, having a shared meaning in in business, having a shared meaning in your relationships, but also understanding that every touch point of your business needs to be touched by the values that you have for that business. And the way that you build relationships, it's not a different relationship for every situation you're in. You have to trust yourself that you will treat people in this way. You will speak this way. It's up to you. It's how you want to do it. I don't think it differs from business to business. Integrity is something that you're in when you're living your values.
0: Yeah. Integrity and culture. I think culture as well within your business is one of those things that, as you said, it translates across all businesses. It doesn't matter what type, where you are in the world, how many people work for you. It doesn't matter. Everything that you've just described is, it's the foundations, isn't it?
1: Totally. Totally. And if you don't have very strong foundations in your business, you can't grow because that's when you come unstuck. You've got to have your foundations right and strong and solid, just like a house. And that's like, you know, when we talked about boundaries, we put boundaries around our children, we put boundaries around our pets, we put boundaries around our homes. We don't put boundaries around us. We have to have the energy to keep going. You talked about culture, and I just want to touch on that a little bit. Who brings the culture to the business? The business owner. Absolutely. And then the culture is the group of behaviours, actions, and beliefs that a group of people do together creates the culture. So all the people that work with you, and also to some extent, your clients bring the culture into your business. As well. So, whenever we walk into anybody's business, we take our culture in with us.
0: Do you think, as well, though, you attract the type of customers that share the same values and therefore the culture is quite similar in what walks through the doors as a client and a customer? Because that's something that I talk about a lot with the ladies in my Ready to Rise program as well. And something that certainly I've set up through my businesses is when you're whatever you're doing in marketing your business in attracting those clients and customers if you do it through your values then you're going to get the ideal customers coming through your doors and you're also going to avoid those icky situations where people aren't paying or they're being rude to your staff and you've got to deal then with other conversations which are they're not nice to deal with as a business owner
1: absolutely i agree 100% that who you are is who you attract people that work for you. And if you cut corners on who you want to work with you, they don't align with your values and the values of the organisation, then it's a definite no. It's not because you need someone because you end up paying dearly for that if you take on someone that doesn't fit.
0: Yeah, I I agree. I think sometimes it's better to hire based on value set and who they are as a person and then you can train them in their skill set to rather than trying to go the opposite and hire someone for their skills, but you know that they're not the right energetic fit for the, the culture of your business, it never works, does it? No. Well, not that I've ever seen it work anyhow. I used to say that to,
1: to my team when in the skincare industry. I used to say to them, you know, you can be the best trained beauty therapist in the world, but if your personality, if the way you come across to clients doesn't work, it doesn't make any difference.
0: Yeah, you're not the right fit. Now let's talk about having courageous conversations because that leads beautifully into that. Let's say that done a whole bunch of work around the culture within your team. And this also I, totally feeds into our personal relationships as well. And once we've built that self-awareness of what we value, what we need, and the same for our business... As you said, there are boundaries that need to be put into action. And then sometimes that can lead to having courageous conversations, which can be the hardest part of being a business owner. I think particularly if you're an empath or if you're a people pleaser, it's really hard to have these courageous conversations or these difficult conversations. Because I know for me, it feels quite vulnerable and there can be like a lot of fear stacking that sits behind those conversations. So what's your take on the importance of having them? And then how do we find our way when we need to have one? Well,
1: that's another long conversation, but I'll keep it short. I start out with really, when I'm talking to people about a, a difficult conversation is, you know, the moment that you start feeling that there's something not right. If you don't address it in a timely manner and give some feedback. It just grows because it grows in your mind. I think people can be like children sometimes. You let them get away with something once and they think it's okay, so they keep doing it and you haven't addressed it and then it becomes a real big issue. So number one is you have to understand what is the issue and once you understand what the issue is, how is it impacting you and the business and other people and whatever you've got to get really clear you can't just dive into a conversation that's challenging without planning it first and being really clear of what you want as an outcome and so I always talk about the four truths there's our truth my truth and then there's the truth that we agree on the truth that we agree on then there's the facts and what are the facts here And then there are the rules in the system, the rules of the organisation. So this is what I believe, this is what we've agreed on, this is what actually is happening and it doesn't actually fit with the way we work here. Do you know what I mean? It's not acceptable. So that's why it's it's really important to, number one, know what the issue is and how it's impacting your family or your business or your relationship, whatever. And then being able to have the courage to say, well, what do I believe about that situation? What do you believe about that situation? This is what's actually happening and this is not working. So it's not just about diving in and just telling someone that you're unhappy about something because people don't make you feel a particular way. You feel a particular way because of what they're doing. So people are, it's like saying, you know, well, people are not their behaviours. I've learned to behave in, in that way and whether you're in that place or whether somebody else was, I would still be doing that. So people just do stuff because they've learned to do stuff. So when you having to have a courageous conversation, it's not about attacking the person. It's about the behaviour and understanding that. And it's about having a two-way conversation, not just telling someone what they do to you. It's not about that.
0: To your point as well, I think, as you said, it's about their behaviour. And if you've been really clear about how your business values or your personal values, if it's a relationship, and then what does that translate to as behavior? What are your expectations of that value and how it's demonstrated within your business at a one-star level or a five-star level? Like, What is that? And if people aren't performing at the five-star level that you expect, you can bring it back to their behaviors and then bring that back to your business values. And then it becomes less about a personal attack and more about this is important for the business and therefore either your behaviors need to change or perhaps you're not the right fit for us anymore. Yeah. And the way to keep
1: the emotion out of that too, Donna, is to talk about the business. Say for instance, when I had my salons, it was called Dina Skincare. So I used to say that really sounded weird to begin with, but I used to say add on Dinas. This is the expectation or this is how we do it. This and this and this is happening. So I would like to talk about how you, we go about changing this or whatever for the business, not for me. So you take you out of it. And that's why you talk about the behavior and the business. The business needs this, not I'm telling you. But this is how it's done here. And when people are employed, I think it's really, really important. You know, I I say that it's really important for somebody new coming into your organization that the first 90 days are spent training, mentoring, and showing people how you operate, the way of working in your business. But if we don't do that, the person that comes in has an expectation, you have an expectation. The expectations don't meet. The relationship isn't getting, the two people in the relationship aren't getting what they need, so one person leaves. And usually it's because you think, oh, they're not the person. I hear this all the time. Oh, that person's not the person that came for the interview or or had this and this and this on their resume. I say, yes, but what happened between when they came in and when they left? What was the conversation? Did you approach things that you weren't happy about? Did you even notice them? Or sometimes those things go unnoticed until something happens that's bigger than it should be. And then it's destructive. It's destructive for everybody.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Oh my goodness, Ondina, we've had such a great conversation. I think I could continue on this for years, for days. Like there's just so much we could dig into. And I appreciate that my big, massive questions you're able to wrap up in the way that you did and give so much value. So if people want to explore more around your mindset and other stuff that you offer, where's the best place they can discover that?
1: Well, they can go to my website ondina.com.au, or they can follow me on Instagram on Coach with Ondina. I share some reels, and uh, they can sign up for my Monday motivation, which gives... A little bit of a snippet and then some actionable things that they can actually do in their business. So Monday Motivation and it's um, on dina.com.au and they can just sign up and they'll get into their inbox. I don't sell on my website. It's really tools and, and things that they can use within their business. And, yeah, that's I'm sure you'll find me in those areas.
0: I'm so grateful for your time today in sharing with our lovely listeners. It's been a while since I've done a podcast that digs really deep into mindset. So today was really powerful. So thank you so much for awakening a few things that I hadn't thought about for a while. And I'm sure it's been super inspiring for everyone else who's been listening as well. So thank you so much, Andina. It's been lovely chatting to you. Thank you, Donna. It's been a pleasure to be here. Thank you. Make sure you check out the show notes for anything extra I talked about today. If you liked the episode, make sure you subscribe and I'd love it if you left me a review. Even better, share it with a friend because what I really want is to help women in business feel supported on their business journey. Share it on socials, tag me so that I can give your business a shout out too.